Hello, all you firesiders. Welcome to episode 20 of Ariel's Insights. As you know, where we discuss philosophy that presents the possibility of informing our humanity. And for my 20th episode, I want to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. It's called charisma. Because Ever since, uh, you know, I, I've learned through my public speaking classes all throughout high school and all throughout Toastmasters is that what I love is getting on any sort of stage and, you know, speaking in, in a way from my heart with passion and and just that charisma that 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 I that I love to do. It's that I'm I'm not afraid to say what needs to be said, to just talk about truths and my observations and not shy away from seeing something that doesn't make sense or that's wrong. Or maybe I have a couple of grievances that maybe I have and other people have, but other people aren't willing to talk about them because they feel as though it'll make them look like a certain way. They have reservations about this or that. But if we don't bring up what's bothering us or annoying us or what can be improved in any sort of capacity, no problem is ever going to get solved. So that is why I so enjoy the, the subject of charisma and being myself charismatic. Because, you know, we always remember something that either triggered us or riled us up. 
in our lives. We, we, always, we always remember maybe something that we heard something that we really didn't agree with and we just, we just said, I have to say something, I have to say something. Or maybe we remember something that maybe riled us up in a good way. You know, like maybe you saw in the movies what, what, what's that, that charismatic scene where that runner is like running right behind that ribbon or that finish line and it's like, you know, you know he's, he, he ran across that thing, he went through that ribbon and then he won the race and it's like na 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 you know you know uh, it 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 makes it makes people feel a certain way when they're watching it in the movie theater okay and also you know believe it or not i was shy as a kid like i really was but i really enjoyed when i was finally validated when i could speak my mind one of the best feelings is my life is, is in my life is that feeling of validation when you can just speak your mind. It just it just feels great. And uh, you you know you know what I really thought of when I thought of this app as a fireside chat uh, for all of those who live in the United States. But I see that we got a we got we got almost a uh, a tie between our U.S. audience and our Australian audience. Thank you so much, Nathan and Joy, for showing up, and you too, Lillian Sass. I really I really love the international audience, especially from Australia. But getting back to the United States, I don't know if you've heard, but there used to be when the U.S. and I think the Allies in general were fighting the Nazis. Franklin Roosevelt had his fireside chat. And his fireside chats. And, you know, ironically, since I am Jewish and I don't like Nazis, obviously, because they're jerks and Nazis really don't like anybody, not really Jews. But but the thing is, is like he would he would get on the radio and he would talk about like like the Nazis will surrender and it will be the USA with our products and our might and our military machine. We will remove this scourge from this earth. The Nazis are racist, bad people, and we are the United States. We believe in freedom and the American way. And just people would hear him, hear Franklin D. Roosevelt through that medium of radio. And then maybe, you know, an American turned on the radio hearing their president talk about how we're going to fight to the last man or fight for, for our values of freedom and democracy. And we're against tyranny and we're against totalitarianism. And then, and then, you know, the people in the West heard Franklin D. Roosevelt. And, and, and even though he was a man who had handicaps, they didn't watch him on TV. They didn't notice that he was handicapped. They didn't notice that he had polio. They didn't notice any of those things. They just heard Franklin D. Roosevelt talking about how we're going to defeat the Nazis from their radio to their ears. And now we do it through our phones. And, and when they heard that, maybe that, ins that inspired them to uh, work in a, that, that factory that was producing something or, or, you know, you know, give, give a ration or, or, or enlist into the military. And then through the, the charisma of this amazing leader and other amazing leaders like Winston Churchill, you know, we will fight on the beaches on the beachheads, and we will never surrender. You know, they heard these charismatic people, and that drove them to action to do what needed to be done and defeat the Nazi war machine. So, you know, 
like this thing of charisma, like it like goes into your ears through your phone, either through your car, you know, when you're listening to the radio or in your car, when you're listening something through your phone, through your TV. And, and it's, it's as if you're there, you know, when you hear all this charisma, like paints a picture for you of like what the possibilities can be and where we can go and the ideas we can have and the things that we can achieve. And that's one of the other reasons why I really, really enjoy uh, charisma. And, you know, I like the kind of charisma that goes in an opposite direction instead of the direction of like blaming and getting angry at people. You know, a lot of, you know, it's, it's funny. I had a quote. I kind of changed up this quote. The only difference between a hero and the villain is that the villain uses charisma in a negative way and the hero for a positive way. I mean, when you really think about it, you know, if you're, if you're using your charisma to rile people up, to not like people or for hatred or even just using your charisma and and you're selling some kind of dodgy product and 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 a shout out to to uh, uh what Nathan does on Fireside it's kind of funny but but you see like if you use that charisma in a negative way to either make people do bad things make people hate or rip people off I think that's the villain's use of charisma. But the the hero's use of charisma is always the charisma in a in a positive direction. He the, the the hero doesn't use his charisma so he can get his you know zombie sheep followers to do whatever he says so he can pad his own pockets and buy a yacht and get a bigger house and afford a private plane and build mega mansions. That's not what a hero does with charisma. What a hero does with charisma is that he brings out the good in other people. He brings out that kind of thing that helps people help themselves in their own life. What a hero does with their charisma is inspire people and motivate people and impacts people to be better versions of themselves. That's what a hero does with uh, charisma. And the most wonderful thing about charisma is that it can change people's minds and it can affect their behavior if it is in that positive direction. If you have that, that, that kind of charisma, that can do that. And, you know, the best thing about a charismatic person uh, 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 moving people in a way is that when there's a strong call to action, when people feel as if they are empowered that's when you can see societal and even global changes. When people feel that they're empowered, you can feel society, you can see societal changes and you can even see global changes. When you have that, when, when people get that special feeling that they're becoming part of something that's bigger than themselves. There's, there's no more special feeling that I am a part of this group. I am a part of this fellowship. I am a part with, with this, this kind of camaraderie. And we see the needle moving on a goal that we wish to achieve. Someone could afford a home because of us. Some kid found a family because of us. Someone was fed because of us. And it was all due to maybe a person who, who, who lit that spark that made us think about what we can do differently with our behavior or the way we engage in our affairs or with the, the you know, you know, in, in the world, just, you know, all of these things. And 
I also like the fact that it'll just light a fire under the behinds of people in leadership positions. You know, the worst, the, 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 the kind of people in leadership positions that you don't want are the people who, who have a monotone and they may be good people, but they just don't have that charisma. They don't have that way of inspiring people to take action because they may bore them or because they're just not interesting enough. But when you have a person who's maybe not in a leadership position or it's trying to get into a leadership position and they have that, that, that they're, they're like a thought leader or an impactor, it rallies people for maybe a positive common cause. So you know that that person in leadership can't rest on their laurels. The worst kind of company or country or locality to have is having stagnant leadership that doesn't do anything and doesn't change with the times and just rests on their laurels. And, and that's something that a charismatic thought leader or, or someone who, who's just a big name in the community can change for the better. And, and that's, you know, part of who I've become is that, is that person who wants to spark that light of change. And, and I want to use the charisma so people can look at the possibilities of, of what, what can, you know, you know, the, throughout human history, the, the entire idea was what are the possibilities of living a better life? a healthier life, a more wholesome life, a life with less stress, a life with less depression, less frustration, less hatred, less anger, less war, as humanity has evolved throughout the decades. And who were the people who made those possibilities known or those things can become realities were the people with charisma. And, and you know, to share in some kind of grand vision of what can be with our technology and our intelligence and and all this social media stuff that there's so much good in here we just need that kind of leadership and strategy so we can dig it out and we can use it and we can live these better lives that we're all looking to live <sighs> okay great so anybody who who feels inspired about charisma please come up and talk about just talk about how this made you feel. Talk about how charismatic people make you feel and all those things. Don't be shy. <laughs> all right. Hi, Joy. See you. Good morning. Good morning from Sydney. You're a bit charismatic yourself, Ariel, so um, I, I'm, I'm glad that you've uh, put it at this time. The way that you speak... Um, I can actually sense the development of, of just the way that you interact and speak since I've met you on this platform and it's really um, lovely to see. I wanted to talk about charisma because I actually did an Instagram um, IGTV I found a filter. Kids, kids are beckoning. I'm going to get them sorted for morning school. Um, wow. The... Yeah, I found a filter on Instagram and it was called Puffy Face. So it puffs your face out like you've had Botox and things. And so I put it on as, as a bit of a joke and I started this IGTV. And I was talking about being charismatic as well. And that little Instagram TV has had so many more views than just a regular 
Instagram TV and it made me think, why are people um, gravitating as they're scrolling by or however, you know, the algorithm puts it out there? Why do people click on that before clicking on the other things, which, you know, obviously I'm thinking about titles and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's been very interesting about that. Um, right. But I, but and yeah. once quick thing, why I put the world symbol up there is because I think charisma is an international language. Go ahead. Oh, no. <clears throat> Absolutely. And for me, to it's sort of like your X factor. So, you know, I have all that um, body of work uh, with performance and you can tell, you know, when, when I've done a lot of open auditions for the big shows the people that have that charismatic quality, they're the ones that get through, they're the ones that get the callbacks and the things because you can have good technique but it's that little extra bit of X factor that lights people up and um, it can be it can be cultivated, I think, but sometimes if you overdo it, if you're really trying, um, it's pushing and I think it's the same can apply to the voice of um being in a platform like this, if I really try and push really hard to be an expert or be seen or, mm. you know, um, influence people, then I think people these days, um, and it'll be interesting, you know, if we use video, if we, we stick with audio on this platform, whether yeah. that reads of itself. So, yeah, it's kind of kind uh, of fascinating. It's, it's funny. It's like uh, charisma is contagious and they both start with the letter C, right? And and you're 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 so right with what you're talking about. If you if you pile it on a little too thick, then people are gonna kind of suspect: Are all these stories too, true? And does this person have an ul- ulterior motive? And and just like what I said, there are a lot of people who can use this charm that they have and this charisma that they can't have for very, very, um, unfortunately sinister, uh, motives. And, and, and we, we just, we just need to get more knowledgeable in detecting that. And that's why you can have two people who have a lot of charisma, but the good person with charisma goes after the bad person with the charisma because the good person uses their charisma to talk about the charismatic bad person and their sinister motives. <laughs> like yes, yeah. an interesting but- dynamic. I think that there definitely is. Um, I've noticed uh, even people that I follow have um, gone a little bit, uh, you know, it's opened up my eyes in this time of COVID where, you know, they were peddling their their wares on, um, you know, their, their health sites or um, their influence on how to have a healthy body and have a healthy mind. But then when now that the tables have kind of um, really shifted with COVID and, vaxxers and everything when they're telling me um to do things and that it's all about mindset i i obviously right. if you get COVID, it's not gonna right it's you, not about my some things are not about mindset don't go oh jumping gosh. off a cliff and waving your arms and thinking that flying is all about mindset there are physics involved <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and when we ignore the physics, and when we just say it's about mindset and inspiration, we're we're doing ourselves a disservice because it's a it's a combination of those things. Yeah, well, what's um, I think what's most scary is that some people might have a hundred thousand followers 
to eat off their every word and their charisma has definitely an influence and um, personality has built the, built their platform. But then when they're coming through with these simplistic versions without, you know, looking at the science of it, that's where it's truly scary. I, I'm going to make a caveat for that cheering. That was the cheering for you noticing these motives and how just because they have all these followers, they are fallible human beings and sometimes with sinister intentions. And that applause was not for them. It was for you noticing that thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm very, very aware of this kind of stuff. It, um, it, uh, I, I see it and I witness it every day. And, um, you know, it's not my role to pull them in or, or say that they're wrong, but I, but I think it's really, really scary that um, people can have a platform and people who maybe never have had a platform before to suddenly have um, built this. You know, they put in the work to build, build the following, but um, it's almost like ego has gone to their head. So it's not about so much about being charismatic anymore. It's that the ego has just conflated or inflated. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that's where it makes it dangerous because unless you're an anchored human and you can lead people or you can have these beautiful, um, cultivate these beautiful communities online, then I think it's something to, you know, use your charisma, like you say, for good, not evil. Right, right. And and let me just tell anyone, if any of you want to use your camera, I can make you a producer and I can let you do it. It's just that I'm personally okay, like, like not using it at the moment, maybe at episode like 50, I'll do a, the like the camera face reveal, but I'm quite happy with with uh, this one. And it's, it's, it's so amazing that that you do uh, bring up what you uh, uh, brought, brought up joy. Oh yeah. I remember what I was going to say uh, you, sometimes you need these anchors in your life that, you know, you know, or, or else you're, you're just like a balloon and then the wind is just going to, you know, pull you in any direction that it pulls you depending on what the incentives are. And you can lead a lot of people astray. But when you have those people that say like, Hey buddy, maybe nobody needs to buy like an online course you have for like, $2,000 and maybe you're taking advantage of people. And then there are people who listen to their friends when they say that. And there are some people who don't and just take full advantage of their natural charm and charisma to lead people astray. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a thing in itself, you know, when you develop a product, an online digital thing and you and you are selling it, um, you know, often the psychology behind that is let's dig into the people's pain point and, um, you know, let's create that sense of lack or the urgency and things. And it's definitely a tactic, you know, you do have to get people moving um, sometimes, you know, because they don't know what they don't know. So it's really, really just um, an interesting sort of dig in how, how we structure those sort of things. You know, for me, I'm doing online and digital as well. But um, my rollout is slower and with a lot more intention because it would be really nice to get people to do um, what would move the needle forward for them without having to make them feel like crap first. Right, yes, yes. And that making them feel like crap part is borderline evil sometimes because people will dig in into like if a mother has cancer or if a family member is in financial dire straits, they'll they'll push and push and push. And sometimes it's it's just a nasty thing to do and you're not being considerate and you just you're just looking at their credit card number. You're not looking at the person holistically. And with that, uh, Tanya, you've joined us. 
Yeah, I just want, I remember reading this article from Forbes, um, seven character, character traits of a charismatic pe uh, people. And I always, I read, I remember reading this, this is, this is an old article, it came out in 2012. And when I read this, and, it, and they're saying that according to the article, Professor Wiseman of the University of Hert, Hertfordshire in the UK estimated that charisma is 50% innate and 50 50% trained. So it means that everyone has the ability to be charismatic and be able to share, tell their story. So do you, do you want to know what the seven character traits are? <laughs> Shoot. Okay, I thought, you know, it's, it's very simple. It's something that you should practice. And if you're not doing it, just think about, think about it and just try to practice it with, with everything you do in life. And you know what they say? Once you do something over and over and over, it becomes a, you know, first you try it out, it becomes a conscious level of thinking. But the more you practice, it becomes a subconscious level of thinking. So number one is listen actively. Um, so they're saying that when you uh, listen, give them undivided attention and ask questions. Do not check your phone more than once in a conversation. You know, that's very hard for people to do. <laughs> Especially these days, yes. <laughs> yeah, these days. And again, this article was written in 2012. It's, but um, speak ah. clearly, take your time and think about each sentence. The more you speak with unnecessary filler, the less clear you are. So um, see that? That's, um, see that? That's, that's a filler. Oh, I said mm-hmm, as in yes. But yes, the um is a lot as well. And then number three is smile from within. So a genuine smile from within shows on the outside. You smile with your eyes and mouth, and it's called the Dushin smile. So I thought that was kind of really cool, right? Number four, stand up tall. Imagine there's a string running from your navel through your head and up into the ceiling. It's an old dancer's trick. <laughs> it works for the best of us to maintain great posture throughout the day. So stand up tall is another trait of a charismatic person. Number five is uh, spread praise and phrase. So, I mean, so every here is not what you say, but how you say it. So if you want, if you have to critique someone before you do, think of how you would want to be critiqued. Right. So, uh, treat others the way you want to be treated, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's the number, remember names. That's, that's my thing. I always try to remember the names. That's, I, I'm like obsessed with it because I think it's when you remember someone's name, you show that you care. So one of my favorite motiva uh, motivated speaker is Dale Carnegie. Um, I, I literally have tapes. I have tapes, not, not a CD, <laughs> a tape back in my day of Toshiba. I so copied it. <laughs> so I drive around my, my car that had no air conditioning and I listen to him and I believe in everything he said, but he said a legendary successful writer known as Mr. Charisma himself, Dale Carnegie, once said, a person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Right. right. So I'll remember the name. And number seven, the most important thing is eye contact. That's one thing I, when I speak to someone, I always have to look at them in the eye. And, you know, sometimes some people don't have that ability, depending if, you know, they could be on the spectrum, they could be, you know, and, and, you, and once you know, realize that, you know, it's okay. But I feel that if you're going to become a charismatic person and you want to share your story and you want people to hear it, always look at, pe at people in the eye. And I, that, so it's, it's on Forbes, just Google it. It's still, it's a really good article. I just gave you like a short snippet, but I read this in 2012 and I thought it was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. I just, I just think that, that, um, you know, you know, like that, like when I went to Florida myself, um, like, like uh, it's, it's, 
it's like I put the digital technology down, but you know, when, when, when it's a group setting that's specifically about a certain topic and I'm engaged in that topic, I do not pay attention to my technology. I'm there with the people to engage in that topic. And, and I think it's different that when you're at home and you know, like it's, it's you and, and nothing really else Then yeah, like, like I use this uh, 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 thing as my charisma outlet and the, and the charisma you see back in the day when social audio wasn't so big, the, 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 like all caps lock isn't charisma. It just feels like shouting. And I think that's what some people confuse charisma with. But but there's so much variety in your voice and the way that you talk that it can really come out in audio. And then like like video is a plus and then being in person is a plus. But when when the resources that you have and maybe it's too far to drive to a stage or to an opera house and the resource that you have is only like a phone or a computer, you can let out the charisma there as well. That's my philosophy. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, guys. Um, It really is that if we don't have stages, if we can't see the artist live, like how do they perform through the screen and and how does it jump to us? But we can have that in everyday interactions, like both of you are saying, and um, looking into their eyeballs or or someone giving you a little bit more time or just one line of encouragement um, or being a little bit more optimistic in their delivery on how they interact with you. Like they're all little tiny things that we can do that supports the other person that um, in essence makes you more charismatic because you're actually um, supporting them, you know, That's in a very cool. small way. And and this this kind of like supporting means so much. It's like I don't I don't look to someone to drown me in their life story and uh, uh, berate me as charisma. I don't look at that as charisma. I look that at that as self-aggrandizement and a little bit narcissistic, if I'm being honest. What I see as real charisma is that if they're, like Tanya said, remember their names and, and even remember something about your audience. Because when you can strike that chord of something that they went through or something they experienced in their life, instead of constantly talking about your own life and just berating them, I think that is a more optimistic kind of charisma than some of the more negative energy kind of charisma that I see, which includes narcissism, self-aggrandizement, and berating your audience. For some, for some audiences, it works, but me as an audience and that kind of thing, I'm heading for the door. I'm out of there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sitting on the sidelines when I see that, but um, that's right. I don't know why we've mistaken sometimes someone being charismatic as being the loudest person in the room because you don't have to. And and I love those sort of silent or quiet qualities of people where, um, you know, if we just took the time, just that little extra bit of time to see them and um, hear what they have to say, then then there's so much gold and richness in, in each of us. So I, I think it's great that we have a platform like this because we're all going to bring something different and unique to this platform and and I think being able to identify that and support each other in that um is a good thing I'm gonna have to bail Ariel I've got to go and home I love it Joy nine minutes sure sure that that actually that was a great piece 
to leave it just right there. And if anybody else, I, I know we have other audience members. If nobody else would like to uh, request the mic, I think it's fine if I close it up. Okay, let's see. Going once, going twice, three times. And all right. Excellent. That, hold on, let me get one thought up here. That was Ariel's Insight, episode 20 on charisma. And I hope you all have a very charismatic rest of your day. I will see you on episode 21. Good night, everybody.